You're listening to Scarves Around the Funnel, brought to you in association with Forrest Hepburn and McDonald Signs. Getting noticed isn't always easy, because there's so much noise! But at Forrest Hepburn and McDonald, we make it easy. With standout signs, business cards, shop fronts, banners, leaflets, vehicle graphics, the lot. Showcasing your products, advertising your brand, and getting business noticed. So, what can we do for you? Forrest Hepburn and McDonald, creative sign and print solutions since the 1950s. Visit fhmcdsigns.co.uk. by Hibbs only as far as Oda left foot shot goal it's Yutaro Oda with a left foot drilled effort into the bottom right corner hello and welcome to Scarves Around the Funnel the podcast dedicated to Heart of Midlothian Football Club but with a great fondness for the country of Jamaica A wonderful Caribbean island that gave us reggae music, Bob Marley, the Jamaican bobsleigh team, Ricardo Fuller, Red Stripe, and now Dexter Lembekisa. I am Laurie Dunsire, fully aware that Mr Lembekisa was born in South Gloucestershire, but with seven caps for the reggae boys, as the Jamaican national team is known, he'll now look to emulate a loan spell that made... The likes of Ricardo Fuller, such a fan's favourite at Tynecastle over 20 years ago. To discuss Hart's latest arrival and much more, we have our very own wannabe Rastafarian, Mark Donaldson. You need hair to be a Rastafarian. <laughs> Apologies for the voice. I've, over here, everyone's got something, bugs or whatever, so I might sound like I'm halfway towards the chef in South Park as opposed to Bob Marley. Um yeah, that wasn't scripted, was it? <laughs> I mean, where are we going to go with this? Was that Osh or was that Tosh? That um, I'll leave that for others to decide. Yeah. But hey, look, I've got to find a got to find some kind of link in the opening to, to what we're going to be talking about and we have a there's, a, there's an easy one Jamaica you international nah, yeah but there's there's a, there's an easy one here um like being a jerk there's there's your Jamaica oh, but, but but he's not here he promised he would be but he's not is he tonight he's he's done us one the three of us I was, we thought we were going to have yeah, a quartet oh, I was hoping for a redemption song from Ryan McGowan very but very he's left us hanging for another week but we are joined uh, by a man who makes Mark Donaldson shout, no quiz questions, no cry. It's our resident jambo mastermind, Scott McIntosh. Either guys. I sort of tuned out a wee bit there because you, you, sort of, yeah. you took me back a few years when you mentioned Jamaican Red Stripe. Uh, that was pretty much the, the drinky choice on a night out in the, the Citrus Club many years ago. So, yeah, take me back. You're a Citrus Club boy, were you? Oh, definitely. Yes. Friday and a Saturday. Friday was 80s night and then Saturday was Indian rock night. So those were definitely... Mark's the like, I was there in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I perked up a little bit. Yes, the Citrus <laughs> Club. Yeah, a, a, a Jamaican, another Jamaican art. So it, when we spoke about Ricardo Fuller last week, I was without checking any websites or anything. I'm just trying to go with what I remember commentating on. Was it the Motherwell game? Was that the first when he scored that crazy, crazy goal? That's when he scored the goal when he took it from his own half. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've, I know we've seen brilliant goals at Tyne Castle. That's that's got to be up there in the conversation. And I know we had. Um, we had the goal from like 70 yards or, or whatever, but from just a pure skill perspective. My it was work, so Ricardo we, Fuller as well, though, wasn't it? Because Wasn't it just? It was kind of, it It was brilliant, but also kind of ungainly at times. That was, it was him. Like, it, it, and he just, especially at Hearts, he was still so raw. And I know Scott posted, um, obviously, as always, Amaruso lets it run. The account is great with with all the, the old videos. Um, and I know you posted the 3-1 win over Aberdeen. Was it 2001? Oh, two? 2002, yeah. Yeah, where um, Fuller was absolutely unplayable. I was at that game. I, I don't know why I remember that game so fondly. I was probably because we beat Aberdeen and I still lived up there and had loads of Aberdeen supporting mates. So every time I beat them, it was very satisfying. But he didn't score that game, but he was brilliant throughout. But he did miss some chances, and it kind of summed him up. I thought he was like unplayable at times, chaotic. Yeah, he was pelly or smelly. Wasn't couldn't he? predict how he was, what he was going to do. He would beat players. He would go round them. He would um, take shots. He would set things up. But just sometimes, yeah, it was things didn't always come off. But I, I mean, it would have been fantastic to keep him for longer, wouldn't it? I, I was, I did post on Twitter. I can't remember being so desperate for us to sign someone. Yeah, he was only on a three-month loan. There's actually a a really good story that the Heart Standard did, um, I think back in September or October, and it it kind of brought brought memories back. See if you or Scott remember this guy. Um, At the time, Levine was being linked, and he confirmed that he he was interested in a Greek forward at Fiorentina. Yeah. Yorios Vakuftsis. Did he not come to a game? He came to a game against Dundee United, so by all accounts, so... Yeah, I remember being in the crowd. We actually almost sort of like paraded them. Because there's a, I can't remember which strip collectors got it, but they've actually got a strip with his name and number on the back. So it it was pretty much more or less a done deal. As best as I can recall, they brought him over to sign. He sat with his agent. We were playing Dundee United at home. I think we got beat 2-1. And, and during this time, there was a lot of unrest with the fans. There was there was already a lot of, uh, ah. sort of protests about the board and stuff like so that. The game where Juanjo did his little flick and yes. almost scored from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And I think, from what I can recall, I, I don't know if they actually got cold feet about the deal. And Fuller was actually a second option. He wasn't their he wasn't their prime type target. They were duty signed this uh, this Greek lad, and then that that's, didn't sort of happen. But it's right. weird. We all sort of say we wish we would have kept Ricardo Fuller, but in a weird way, if we'd kept him, we wouldn't have signed Mark De Vries. So, yeah, Il, Il Greco Batistuta, apparently was the his, Greek Batistuta was his yeah. nickname. Yeah, you look at his Wikipedia; you can see that he failed to live up to that. Bill. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> where I am right now. That's where I got that from. By the way, there used to be a scout at Hearts, um, Craig Levine scout, a wonderful, wonderful guy by the name of Johnny Harvey, John Harvey. Um, whose whose dad I think was the, one of the trainers back in the day um, at Hearts, and he was, his nickname was Swerve. He had this magnificent moustache, and he would always go. He'd, he'd be everywhere, be up and down, 
I would not want to have bought his car from him after he'd finished with it because it must have been three times round with goodness knows how many miles on it because he'd go everywhere. Levine would say to him, right, we need you to go down to Plymouth or or whatever it was. But that was all worth it when Levine says to him, um, yeah, we uh, might need you to go to Jamaica because Fuller had been on trial at Charlton before returning to Tivoli Gardens in his homeland. This is all from this Heart Standard article. And Levine said, when I was speaking to John, he said, look, there's this guy, Ricardo Fuller. I've watched him play a couple of times, and I think he's worth a look. He's a wee bit different. I thought, wow, this guy's different. He had an elasticity about him, which was almost unbelievable, and this really graceful way of moving. Unbelievably strong, although his legs were really skinny. Oh, I remember them. They were like toothpicks, but somehow kept him up. Um, in a way, he kind of reminded me of Esprit at Newcastle when I went to watch him. <laughs> this, where, of all the players we could have ended up with I wonder if he just went to watch Aspria or if, no, he, he couldn't have watched Aspria for hearts so there you go um, that would have been that would have been October 2001 it was the same time, same month that Alan Maybury um, signed for the football club but he always had a thing, didn't he and it's no surprise that Jim, not Jim Craig Levine signed that uh, that big lad, the big striker for, for St Johnston because that's that's the type of manager he is and we will talk about signings um, and potential signings and potential um, rumours. Again, we've got the rumour mill to come up. Um, we're going to talk about some of the latest news that's coming out from Hearts. And I believe we've got a quiz this week, but it will be Scott in charge of it, which means it may not be as one-sided as our recent attempts. So that'll be interesting. I don't know what... Um, we'll see if Scott's as good a quiz master as he is a quiz contestant. I'm sure he will be. Hopefully they're not too hard. Um, I'm dreading that. I'm a bit nervous about it at this point. Um, and we'll look ahead to Hart's upcoming game. Back to competitive action this weekend with a very short trip to Ainsley Park to play the Spartans. You're listening to Scarves Around the Funnel, sponsored by Forrest Hepburn and McDonald Signs, who have been offering creative sign and print solutions since the 1950s. Uh, right, first up, we are going to get to the rumour mill, even though it's, uh, again, a bit of a quiet rumour mill, but we want to talk very briefly... You sure about... you want to go back there? Yeah, I'm going to. I've, I've set it up now, but we've... It, yeah, it's it's not like full of potential signing rumours, but there's been some stuff in the press that we need to get to. Anyway, first up though, let's talk about a bounce game. We've actually got a game to talk about, albeit a non-competitive game that was played against Kilmarnock at Rugby Park. Uh, Hearts winning 2-1 in this one, thanks to goals from Kenneth Vargast and young right-back Adam Forrester. Uh, I know... Mark, you spoke to or had at least some messages with a certain goalkeeper who played 45 minutes of this mm -hmm. game. What was the the general feedback from this one? Yeah, he was he was happy. Um, they went down there. They played well. Um, special praise for Macaulay Tate. Um, it was it was just it was a needed it was a needed um, just run out for the legs. A lot of the boys have been over. In Dubai, uh, Frankie Kent, Barry Mackay, Lauren Shanklin, Xander Clark all went with their families and were voracious posters on social media. Craig went to New York, and it, I don't know if it was um, if it was Stephen Naismith just saying uh, it was a squad. Um, what do you fancy? Or if it was him deciding, you know what, we'll just we'll stay here, we'll give the boys a week off or whatever, and just let them do what they want or go what, where they want as well. So the Kilmarnock game, yeah, he was he was he was happy. 
to be back playing. Played the first 45 minutes. Felt good. Um, no issues after that. Xander played the second 45 minutes. And now the question is, does he also start the game this weekend? It will be interesting. Yeah, Dexter Limbakisa, who we'll get on to in a few minutes, played 45 minutes as well. Adam Forrester, who mentioned the youngster, getting an opportunity and getting a goal. Benny Beningame was involved which is positive after he missed a couple of games before the break. Lawrence Shanklin played. Halkett got 60 minutes. Um, so, yeah, I I quite like it in a way that we're, you know, we've given the players some days off, but we're already prepping for next week. Um, I think that's good. I don't know how you feel about it, Scott. I know a few teams have kind of had a prolonged break or, yeah, gone to a warm weather training camp, as they call it, but I, I kind of quite like our approach this time. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I think it's a lot easier as well to give the players a bit of time off if it's off the back of such a, a rich, veiny form. So I, I think that kind of makes the, the decision a, a lot easier for management. It can be a lot difficult, I think the optics of giving players time off if they hadn't been getting those results maybe wouldn't have been as uh, favourable, but I can understand remember, why they've done it. Wait, did we lose it? away to Aberdeen years ago under Craig Levine just before the break and he did he cancel a trip to Portugal or something? Did, or did he not accuse the players of being party. thieves? Yeah. Because they were stealing stealing wages. That was, it was the 1-0 loss at Aberdeen. And I think, mm. to be fair, I think we drew at Berwick the week before in the Scottish Cup as well. Eh? It was just, that. if I'm honest, if you want to remember for that, that was him just trying to get rid of some of the high earners. I think he was trying to just sicken some of them and they, <laughs> they want to leave. I'm trying to remember, did he cancel something? I'm trying to remember if I imagine that. I'm sure there was, Christmas. There was a Christmas party. No kid in the world got any presents because Craig Levine cancelled Christmas that year. And he cancelled Christmas, I believe, when we got beat 5-0 at Livingston a few years ago. Deservedly so. I mean, yes. 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 Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking. I think I think I'm just, I would just find an article from years ago and I think it suggested that the the Portugal trip did go ahead. But yeah. Oh, anyway, um, but not good prep. For, for next week's game so yeah positive so what do you think Mark do you think Macaulay Tate's played himself into I hope so potentially getting some decent minutes I'm sure we'll speak potentially about teams and starting lineups later on in, in the podcast but why not uh, you don't you don't play the same you, you, you this is an opportunity not to to weaken the side I think you still go with a strongish lineup but you've got these young kids Finley Pollock again we might see him off the bench he spent a little bit of time on the field at Rugby Park and, and played in the 12-0 B game as well. Um, I think Lembekisa will probably start. Uh, the interesting thing is is the young kid that that scored the goal, um, Forrester, again, he's, he's, he's decent. Um, but is he, is he quite ready yet? This is the type of game that you, you it's a nice, easy one to, to, and I don't mean easy as opposed to the fixture. It's an easy opportunity to find that out. You're not sticking him in at Celtic Park as a first choice right back or at Ibrox or in a cup semi final or final, even though they did that with Aaron Hickey. But I think this is an opportunity, um, to maybe start him, but I would expect Lembakisa. Um, to, to get the nod there. Um, but I would like to see one or two youngsters. And, and why not Macaulay Tate? And if we're playing him, where would you two play him? What what would you say if, you get, if I gave you both a blank bit of paper and said, put Macaulay Tate down where you think his best position is? Where are you putting him? I think the advanced centre midfield out of your pairing. So I think, to, I think you'd probably need to play him with Benny and, and the knowledge that Benny can just sort of sweep up and just do what he needs to do 
in front of the back four or five, and then you would probably have McCauley Tate playing in a bit more of an advanced position, sort of linking between midfield and attack. That's Could you it, play that's him Denham, then? Could you play Benny, Denham and McCauley Tate in there? Could you play McCauley Tate as like a 10? Well, I, I think you could play them as possibly two advanced states. Again, it depends on the opposition, but if you're looking at Sunday, you know, uh, Saturday, I should say, then then Denham and Tate would be possibilities to play in front of someone. Uh, I don't you, you shouldn't really need three central midfielders in a, in a tie like that, but if they decided to go ahead with that, then I wouldn't have any issue with, with him starting alongside Denham. Yeah, I take it we're talking about this being... Um same system that we've been playing as opposed to adjusting it at all I don't understand why you 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 would change things when something's working um, and we, we had a, a three we've had a well initially he kind of wanted a four it seemed like it was four two three one was his preferred um, formation but we've kind of seen that Kyros doesn't really excel as much in a in a back four, so we've kind of played him as a three, and yeah, there is that balance. And obviously, Kai's away right now, but that's pretty obvious that Stephen Kingsley should fit in there. Um, then you've you, if you're going to get a lot of the ball, and you've got three centre backs, and they'll probably only play one up front. You need one of those centre backs to to be able to push forward a little bit. Now that's not Frankie Kent's game, but Stephen Kingsley's better on the ball, I would suggest, coming forward than, than Frankie Kent and, and Craig Halkett. Yeah, I, I don't see why I think you can utilise the wing-backs in a game like this, push them forward, make them as, as kind of wingers, or push them inverted inside, like Postacoglu does with his. Yeah, I, I don't see why you go back to a four, because you, the likelihood is you're going back to a three on the Tuesday night against Dundee. Fair enough. I, I, you, do you agree? I'm mixed on it. I mean, it, it really depends on if Stephen Naismith is absolutely set on sticking with a three. Because if he's considering he may change it at some point, then this would be the type of game that would be good to test that out, simply yeah. because you've got a little bit more, you know, with all due respect to, to Spartans, you've got a little bit more leeway in terms of um, if things don't quite click, you should I don't still think have three centre backs. In, in, exactly, in that's the other thing. You don't, do we need three centre backs in there? But at the same time, if we are going to maintain that, then you've got at least one new player in there. Do you want to give him his first run out in a system that he then won't be using? Um, possibly not. You'd want to play him in the right wing back role, which is if we're going to play that in the game a few days later, then you'd be better to give him a try out in that system. So I, I wonder if he may even try both. If he gets the opportunity. He's know. done that before. Yep. Yeah, try Lembekisa in the right wing back role. Try back three, second half. Say we're, you know, 2-0 up or something. And he decides to even take Lembekisa off or decides, you know what, we've got a bit of room here to, to try something. I don't know. I just, I know what you're saying about Kai Rolls and it's an absolute fair point. I think from a defensive point of view, absolutely. And we've spoken about it before. The system makes sense. But... I do feel at some point you almost have to do we have to consider we sacrifice some solidity there if it gives us something more going up and it, it's maybe not a huge issue right now because Lauren Shankland is still bailing us out by scoring ridiculous amounts of goals but I do worry if that ever you know, if, he, if that dries up even for a period that we maybe do need to look at some other way of you know basically opening teams up and creating things however um 
I won't get caught up too much on that just now because we want to move on to our, our very um, quiet rumour mill. Right, the rumour mill, which was quiet last week and it's uh, just as quiet this week. However, despite our osh or tosh nonsense, um, and despite me bringing up Dexter Lembekisa and um, then proceeding to say that it sounds like it'll be tosh, we did highlight a rumour that turns out to be um, an actual signing. Because, sure enough, was it, even, was it even a full 24 hours after our podcast went out? Was it mere hours after it was available to people that... Art of Midlothian confirmed the signing of Dexter Lembekisa um, until the end of the season on loan from Premier League side Wolverhampton Wanderers. He will wear number eighty-one. Um, I oh, will not make a comment. Not. I will not make I a will. comment on that for the time being. Um, he said to Hearts TV, "It feels good to be here. Hearts are a massive club, and they're doing very well at the moment, sitting third in the table. So it's definitely attractive to come and play here for such a good team. I like being in one v ones. I'm a strong defender in those situations, but I also like to attack. I'm quite athletic, and I've got plenty of pace and power." He added, "I'm ready to go on and play now, so I'm definitely looking forward to this one." So, 27 times he played for Rotherham, so it means he will be up to speed. Um, I know a lot of people have already started to write him off due to some criticism <laughs> from from Rotherham fans and uh, maybe saying he, he didn't do quite as well as what they would have liked there. Um, we've seen a lot of the stats and, and comparisons. I didn't want to go into that, Mark, because I guess for me, one of the contexts has to be, he's a young guy. Um, he's still learning. But also, he's been playing an English championship for the worst team an English championship. So it's a, it's a very different situation, isn't it, to what he's going to be coming into at Hearts? I don't want to sit here and preach kumbaya and positive, 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 because the world isn't like that. And, and I get there are people that wake up and get angry when they can't be angry. Um, you've never seen the player play for Hearts yet. You probably haven't seen him play for, for Rotherham, but all it takes is one or two quotes or mentions from Rotherham fans who are pissed off that their team's at the wrong end of the table and saying, oh, he's shite. And that's it. I went back and I looked at the comments um, under the the tweet when I posted out about Frankie Kent and how hearts were in for him. And it was exactly the same. It's just the mentality of, of, of some people, which I'm not looking to change, but I'm just saying, give, give the kid a chance. And I've spoken before about the hypocrisy of me personally, how, whether it was David Hagen or Brian Hamilton, and I, I had to be um, really impressed by them to make my mind change from how it had already been made up that they were shite. That's that's football fans. But look, these these same people are not going to show up and they're not going to boo them, right? So just just give, give the lad a chance because what's the point in just writing someone off when you've never even... It's that it's it's such a, a small minded mentality at times. It's kind of must be pish. I've never heard of them. Well, why don't you educate yourself a little bit better rather than just dismissive all the time? Go online, have a look at them, see that goal that he scored against Norwich City. Maybe go on a little bit of a a hunt to try and find some highlights, and then rather than saying he's pish when you've never seen him, how about saying yeah? Well, I watched him in this game and he didn't do that great. Well, at least you put a little bit of effort in. So come on now. 
just just cock Annie a wee bit with the he's pish when you've probably never even seen him play on a on a laptop. He will be part of the Hearts team for the the rest of the season. We do not we do not know at this stage how it will turn out. He may may very well be um, a poor player for Hearts. We don't know, but we're hopeful that he won't be. And uh, I don't know how you feel about this one, Scott. But uh, and it makes a lot of sense. It's fairly low risk. Obviously, we needed another body in there. Nathaniel Atkinson is unavailable just now, and he's really our only natural player in that position. And it maybe does give us some room to look at a longer-term option. If it doesn't work out, then he goes back. There's not been a whole lot lost from from Hart's point of view. And if it does work out, then it could be good for us and for for Wolves as parent club. Yeah, I, I think the you know the finances around the deal make sense. There is that low-risk element about it. We know that we'll have Natty Atkinson back at some stage next month, so it's not as if you know we're relying upon him so he's seeing us between now and the end of the season exclusively uh, you've also got Adam Forrester starting to push for a place as well so that I think there's a lot of scrutiny on it and it's probably because it's the only deal that we're likely to make this 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 month so there's probably a lot of expectation placed on them through that more than anything else I, I think fans just need to remember when you write off players sometimes players just click with a club you know I'm, I'm pretty sure that if Twitter had been around when we, we signed Rudy the first time round I'm pretty sure Marseille fans wouldn't have been overly wax and lyrical about him uh, we, we know from when we signed Shankland that there were some people who were very dismissive of his ability to score in the Premiership but what people weren't understanding at that time was the context of what was that Dundee United team like that he was playing for at the time and were they actually creating chances for him or was he dropping back too deep, etc. So I think there's a lot of there's a lot of variables that you need to take into consideration when you discuss what impact someone may make. Uh, I think, as you guys have rightly already pointed out, rather than we're probably spending vast amounts of game time probably defending their own 18-yard box, maybe not enjoying a lot of possession or hitting the flanks, maybe going quite direct back to front. So he's maybe not seen the ball as much as he would like to, especially from an attacking standpoint. Uh, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm quite optimistic about this signing, as I normally am when we first sign someone, and I think you've just got to give him a chance and, and see how he starts to show up or not. Okay, so that's a, a new addition to the Hearts team. One of the other rumours we spoke about last time was Jan Danda, who uh, we highlighted as a player that the Hearts could be looking at, and turns out they are looking at him and potentially interested in getting him on a pre-contract. His deal with Ross County ends um, at the end of this season. But Mark, some rumours of another interested party in the midfielder. Um, mm -hmm. Tell us about what's been happening on, on this front. Yeah, Hibs are keen on him as well. Um, this was something that, that kind of came about yesterday. Um, I'm speaking to someone that's, that's who probably will be pretty close to Jan Danda when he does eventually move, whatever that may be. And up to that point, Hearts were the only um, team that were interested in, in making a, a move for him in the summer because Hearts are not expected to spend any money this January transfer window. That may change if it becomes a straight shootout between them and Hibs. 
Um, I don't know if that'll be the case. I don't know how strong the interest is. I do know there is con- concrete interest from Easter Road in the player. I won't say specifically what he's on, but he's looking to double. Well, he he would probably accept double what he's on right now at Ross County, but he's looking to to see if he can, or how many agents. <laughs> exactly. Because you aim high. And we'll get on to that as well, but Lauren Shanklin, when we speak about that. But he's looking for 3x. He's on X right now. Hearts would probably pay him 2x, um, but not much more than that if it was a, a pre-contract. But the thing is, he's, he doesn't have to sign a pre-contract in January. He can wait. He can see wh- what there's interest. It's a great opportunity now for him to have a platform to to go on a run, to showcase what he's capable of, and then it, there might be more interested parties. But there's certainly concrete interest from Hearts. I also believe there's concrete interest from Hibernian. Um, whether or not they would be looking to sign him this January transfer window uh, remains to be seen. And if they are, then I'm intrigued to see what Hearts would do. Because you saw what happened with Dylan Levitt. They overpaid for him. They've overpaid for a number of players, Hibernian, whether it's to piss off the rivals or whether it's just because that's not great what they're doing. It's like Chelsea. Chelsea have overpaid ridiculously for a lot of players. If that's what they want to do, fine. If they were to offer Jan Danda 3x his wage right now, Hearts, wouldn't, Hearts would just walk away. But take him, take him for that. So we'll see. It's, it's, an, it's yeah. one to monitor. I think it's it's a tough one because on that theory, I know I think I can I can already if this pans out that Hibernians sign him, and it maybe is similar to Levitt where they've paid you know they've met those quite high demands. You know, personally, I'd probably say I'm I'm fine with that. I think I, I like Jan Danda. We've highlighted him. I would like us to sign him. I think he'd be a good addition to the team. However, am I convinced enough for us to push the boat out to that level? I'd probably say no. Um, Scott, what do you think of the Hibs interest in this? Because I know it surprised, obviously a few Hibs fans I'd spoken to seemed a bit surprised. And I don't know if it's more a, is this a, let's try and make a point of getting someone that Hearts are in for? Because where does Jan Danda fit in if, Nick Montgomery gets him. Yeah, it's a weird one. I think a lot of the fans that I've seen on social media are so giddy at the thought of gazumping us for the transfer that they're not actually taking a, a step back and evaluating where he fits into that 4-4-2 system. Uh, like Mark said, they've had this issue with Dylan Levitt. Enough people warned them about signing Levitt and not playing him in an advanced role. And you've seen what's happened. Montgomery's came in and he wants him to play at that base. And although he's it's not a bad sort of quarterback player, it's sort of you know, recycling the ball and playing some decent tidy passes, he doesn't really fit in well in a, in a two-man midfield, especially in this division where you're up against predominantly three men midfields against most clubs. So it would be strange to see where Yandanda would fit in. Now, naturally, if Hibs were just looking at him to try and bolster their squad, because they are quite thin on numbers just now. They've got a number of players out on loan, and there's been a few players injured that are still injured as well between now and the end of the season. So, you know, if they were just looking at him as a squad option, then fine. But the problem is, he'll be commanding wages that you would expect a first-team regular to, to be on. So... If, if they want him, that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm like you guys. I really like him. Really rate him as a player. I think he could bring something to us. But some of the numbers that you're hearing, not quite sure whether we should be 
desperate to get him. If, and, and if it does, if it does become a case of a shootout between us and Hibs, I'd be more than happy for Hibs to just sort of blow their load and just end up with him because I really <laughs> would, I really would struggle to see what he would bring to that system uh, and and that sort of formation. And, and Montgomery seems very stubborn with it, so it's not like I foresee them changing the shape just to accommodate one new signing. Uh, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens between now and the, the end of the month. But, you know, if we end up with him in the summer, all good. But he, he's been up north for quite a while. I don't know whether there'll also be issues with him maybe wanting to get himself back down the road. Is Edinburgh, you know, south enough for him? Who knows? It might be that he's he might just sort of stick out and wait and see if a, maybe a League One club comes up for him. From what I'm yeah. led to believe as well, um, Laurie, the agent that did the deal to take him to Ross County no longer represents him, but it was done, the deal was done on the ethos that, okay, go up there for a year or two, then you can come back down to England. So I, I agree with what Scott's saying. That might be something that he's looking for as well. But that look, that's that's why you have representatives. That's what their job is to do. But we wait and see. Right. I've not done an osh or tosh yet. So Mark Donaldson, I'm gonna I'm gonna read you two headlines here. And you can give careful me careful after last week. Yeah. I'm I'm going to give you a, so uh, just a reminder to people, Osh is something that we think is, is accurate and Tosh is something that's inaccurate. Um, here's daily record post from half past 10 on the 14th oh of January. AM or PM? Uh, PM. And it says, oh, so Lawrence fresh. Shankland, Lawrence Shankland plays Hearts contract waiting game as ball in clubs court over New Deal. And it says in here, Lawrence Shanklin is still waiting for Hearts to table a contract <laughs> extension. Is that Osh or is that Tosh? First of all, my very good friend from Pennycook, Callum Toshney, was not happy that we did Osh or Tosh and he <laughs> didn't get a mention in the four Steve Tosh, John Toshak, um, Tosh from the Bill and um, some other Tosh. So let me tell you how this works. Agent has Pal, who's a journalist. Agent feeds journalist story. No, we've had nothing. Well, a verbal deal is very difficult, or a verbal offer is very difficult to to, to prove. So you've 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 not you've not had an offer from Hearts. Well, nothing has been written down. No, that's not lying. It's the same. We might have had a verbal offer. Then you've got, and and this is where I'm totally on the side of Hearts here. Um, that's not true from what I'm led to believe. Um. Hearts have met with the representatives. But do you want me to read the do you want me to read the daily record um less than twenty four yeah. hours later? So less than twenty four hours later, on the fifteenth of January, daily record okay. Lawrence Shanklin gets bumper hearts contract offer as Jambos prepare to make him highest paid player exactly. in a decade. Exactly. Now that's been fed. Um, well, that's from Barry Anderson. Because Hearts gave Barry Anderson the story, because Hearts are pissed off at, at, at the the initial story saying He's not had an offer, which is wrong. So good on Hearts for giving it to the most trusted local journalists, uh, in this case, Barry. Barry's put it out. And then the freelancers that that look around and basically rehash stories to feed to the nationals from the the, the, the locals, um, they get that in. So they, they don't care that if one story on a Sunday is, is totally different on a on a Monday, um, it's when you put it like that. So that that's that's what happens. So to, to take this a, a, a step further, if you don't 
mind me. This is where I think we are right now. I totally understand a representative trying to do the best for their client. We all would. If I had an agent, I represent myself over here in the contract negotiations I have with, with ESPN every however many years. I chose not to get a representative. But if I had one, I would expect them to aim for as high as possible with the knowledge that this is the amount that he he would be happy with. So the amount that they looked for... Um, I believe is is substantially more than he's on right now. Don't have a problem with that. Where I think the issue is here, from what I'm led to believe, it's the amount that the agency fee was going to be or is going to be that there's a big problem with. It seems akin, not knowing specific details, but it seems akin to whether Rangers or Celtics sign a top star, then the agency fee would be X. That's to sign a player. This is a contract extension. Now, I've looked at his representative's website, and they've got some really, really top players. They've got James Tavernier. They've got others. They've got Lyndon Dykes, who was linked with Celtic yesterday. They've got Lauren Shankland. And look, they, they represented him when he when he came over. Interestingly enough, Neil McCann is, is on the list um, on the website. I've known Neil for many years. I really like Neil. I've got no issue with what they're trying to do. Everything can be negotiated. And you don't go in with with what you'd be happy to accept. You you go in looking for as much as you can get. But this seems to be an issue with the the agency fee that they would be wanting um, to keep Lauren Shankland at the football club. So I'm glad Hearts did what they did. And I'm going to be very intrigued to hear what Stephen Naismith says about it when the coaches meet the Foundation of Hearts pledgers on Wednesday. So good on Hearts for quickly getting something out. Um, and the daily record, come on now, you can't have one story on one day and then, well, you can't because you've done it before, but you're better than that. Come on. Oh, Scott, you'll be at the, the event, I believe, with Stephen Naismith and the other coaches. Be interested to hear what he, what he has to say. But it, is this is this one where you can understand Hearts really? Obviously, I know Mark's talking about certain fees associated with a, with a deal that they wouldn't be keen on, but you, you kind of make an exception when we talk about salary levels if it's someone who is as important as Lawrence Shanklin to, to Hearts just now? Yeah, I, I think Hearts have played this pretty well up to this point. Uh, I think timing-wise, this has been really uh, kind of fortuitous for us in, in some regards. The fact that he's got this European three, uh, European Championship squad that he may or may not get in it's kind of given us a bit of leverage just now because I think we know that we're, I'm not suggesting that he is the type of player that would maybe down tools, but if he even had a you know a, a feeling that that's what he'd want to do to try and engineer a move, this wouldn't be the time to do it. So I think Hearts are aware that they've kind of got until the summer to try and either entice him to stay or you know keep him to the summer, hopefully get first spot. Thanks very much for earning us that money. And then we can sell them all, be a reduced fee. So I think, you know, we are in a reasonably strong position with this just now. I think, as Mark said, the club done the right thing. Uh, sort of making sure that there was a, a very sort of swift rebuttal to the initial story that was coming through on the Sunday evening. And hopefully that continues. You know, the fact that there's been very little news over the last couple of weeks is only a good thing for us as supporters. Again, without downplaying Lauren Shankland's ability as a player, I'm still very unsure if English sides would 
pay that sort of money for him due to the fact that he lacks that yard of pace. And I just don't see Rangers spending that money on anyone this month. I think Rangers have played their cards pretty <clears throat> pretty quickly in, in tying up somebody on a loan deal. Uh, you know, Rangers spent significant amounts last summer and they're chasing Celtic just now. There's no guarantees around European qualification uh, going into next season. So I'd be very surprised if Rangers stumped up that type of money as well. So I think just now, for us, we're in a good position and hopefully that continues. I agree with that. And I, I wouldn't have an issue if, if Hearts elected to sell Lawrence Shankland in the summer if they were preparing for group stage football in Europe. Now, it's going to change next season. It's kind of going to the Swiss style. There's a new model of both the uh, UEFA Europa League and the Conference League. So you'll get six games, as you are right now, six games in a group, but they'll all be against different opponents. So you'll not face anyone home and away. You'll have three games at home and you'll have three games away. Kind of similar in a way to when we had Ferenc Varos, uh, Schalke, Feyenoord that year when we first um, qualified. But that's going to be at least five, six, maybe seven million. And bearing in mind right now, there's enough Twitter accounts that you can follow that tell you... um, where the coefficient sits right now. As it stands, Hearts would be in pot four, which would mean there are, will be six pots. So theoretically, teams in pot five and pot six are weaker than Hearts. Um, so the likelihood is you would hope that you would get at least a couple of wins and, and hopefully more. So to sell Lawrence Shanklin now, and that's just where I totally agree with with what Hearts are doing. They, they don't have a decision to make right now. He's got eighteen months left of a of a contract, and and no one's tabled a bid. And I don't think anybody will table a bid um, this month. I might be wrong. I've been wrong before, but it won't be Rangers because they're not going to pay what Hearts would want for him. Scott's right. Um, there's a, apparently a few clubs in England have had a look at him, but they're not convinced by his lack of pace. He's a goal scorer though, so. Do you need all that pace if you're going to go to a team that's going to create loads of chances? It might happen. What happens in the summer? I don't know. But if we can still get a decent amount, if he is in the Scotland squad for the Euros, maybe comes on or maybe starts a game and scores, yes, he's still got 12 months left, but that would be the time to to sell him on. But it would have to be if we are in the group stages of Europe next season. Hepburn and McDonald have been making creative sign and print solutions since the 1950s. For more, visit fhmcdsigns.co.uk Right, next up, I'm going to hand over the the reins here to to Scott and uh, I'll become a a contestant. He He is now God of of the quiz this week so scott how how is this gonna work yeah thanks for that laurie so yeah we're gonna have mark and laurie both answering 10 questions each uh, they're all just sort of a, a mixed bag so it's not a specialist subject regarding the scottish cup of the league cup which we've, we've sort of done previously uh, it's all going to be questions relating to 
incidents, players or fixtures from this century alone, uh, because when I was putting the quiz together, I did think that we would have Gowser on it as well, so I was obviously keeping him in mind when it, when it came to putting the questions together. Uh, we'll just do it one question each. Uh, there won't be any Passovers, so okay. if, if you do want to give me the right answer after someone's got it wrong, then by all means, but you won't get any bonus points for it. That sound good? Mm-hmm. Sounds good to me, yeah. Perfect. Okay, so we will start with Mark. Mark, oh, okay. your yes. first question. Mm-hmm. Since the turn of the century, eight players have scored goals for the Scottish national team whilst representing Hearts. Can you name all eight? Gary McSwagan. No. <laughs> Jesus. Colin Cameron. Yep. Since the turn of the century? Yeah. Uh, who else? Webby yeah. scored... Um, Against the US. Yep. Naismith. Wait a minute. Is there even any point if I've got one wrong? Or do I just need to get eight? I'm not going to stop you just at one wrong answer. I thought he was done right there. (laughs) (laughs) No, that'd be be really harsh. This could be a while. So I go and get a cup of tea or something. Don't you start. We were half an hour late because of you and your screw-ups. Nasey. Have I said him? Yep. How many have I got? That's three. Shankland. Yep. Hartley. Yep. Uh, What's your harsh Scott will be on the time element to this? <laughs> nah, I'm not going to get them all. I'll, I'll, I'll go on a Yeah, no, you, I, I'm not going to get them all. So, so um, how, how many was that? That was five. Uh, okay. Did I get five? Oh. Did I get the three, the three that I you missed out. Six. Did you get six? I thought so. Cameron, Cameron, Webster, yeah. Hartley, Nasey, and Shankland. Um, okay. So, Christoph Berra. Oh yeah. Gary Naismith. Oh. Gary Naismith scored for Scotland when he was at Hearts. Yeah, Iceland. Is Iceland away? And John Sutter. Oh yeah, that was um, recently. I wouldn't have got that. I wouldn't have got Gary Naismith. I wouldn't have got Gary Naismith scored for Scotland when he was playing for Hearts. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I wouldn't have got that. I was going to say I thought I would have got better, and I may have got Suter, but I was no, I I wouldn't have remembered that Gary Naismith scored while I was at Hearts. To be fair, the McSwiggan one's a good shout because that was literally about. Two months before the turn of the season. <laughs> Lithuania game. Hey, man. Yeah. Hey, man. Cameron scored in that game, didn't they? That's right, aye. 3 0. Okay. That was, unlo- oh. that was unlucky, actually. I would have got that. <laughs> yeah, that was a decent effort, to be fair. Uh, Laurie, question yes. one for yourself. Mark De Vries once scored a winning FA Cup tie, uh, a winning FA Cup tie goal for Leicester against which Premiership side? Spurs. Yep. Bang on. Right. Laurie, hold on. Hold, hold, hold on. Gary Naismith <laughs> was at Everton when he scored. That question is void. Was it? Yes. Oh. So we need a new question. Can he have that? I thought oh. that was 2000 he scored that goal. 2000, um, 2002. 2002. Oh, was it? Oh, well. Right. So well, you still on. didn't get the other two. Doesn't matter. The two. That's, that's you fair. See, no, no, it's not fair. So that's <laughs> Lord, that, that question's dud. If you've listened <laughs> right, to that question before. Then. Okay. Uh, 
Okay. Laurie goes first. That, to, you can't stay fair, okay, right. why don't I give you one of Gowser's questions instead? Oh, yeah, okay. Right, fine. Yeah? You happy with that? Okay, if Jesus. I get it right, I will be. Christ. Don't you start. Right. How many of the 16 players selected in the Scottish Cup final squad in 2012 played their final game for the club in the final itself? Bloody good question. So, of the 16... Of the 16, how many played their final game for the club on that day? Okay, so... Um, Rudy's obviously won. Yep. Suzo. Yep. Did Blackie go to Rangers after that game? Yep. Greg Beatty? Yep. Just one more. Stephen uh, Elliott. Aye! Right, there you go. Right, so after one... You think Geyser would have got that? Brian would have got that. Probably would have. Aye. If it's about games, he was he was involved in. Doesn't get anything else like, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, after one question each, Laurie is 1-0 up. So, Mark, we're back to you. This is your proper question too now, okay? Which 26 Hearts players? <laughs> <laughs> you, you're not going to get any more like that, okay? Only Laurie's going to get something like that from the delight. Question number two for you, Mark. Can you yep. name the three players that came off the bench when Hearts defeated Hibs 5-1 in 2002? Ooh, that's a good question. Jesus. Um, I remember... Probably not. Yeah. Is the answer. Feel free to tell me who they are, Laurie. Are you, um, are you giving in? No, I'm just saying you remember. If you want to finish... I'm not, not going to tell you. If, you're still, if the question is still active, I'm not going to tell you. Well, Walesy came on late on. Yep. I'm struggling for the other two. No, I'm struggling. Who were they? Twaddle and McMullen, wasn't it? Yep, that's right. Only oh. only because I remember it was... Um, <laughs> Kevin Twaddle was, was not very good for Hearts, and I really wanted him to be good for Hearts. And uh, McMullen was involved yeah Robert Jambo as well but uh, yeah just didn't work out did it but um, yeah McMullen did really well and he was involved in the was it fourth fourth goal yeah I probably should have got that I wouldn't have got Kevin yeah that's right uh, uh, right so still one nil to Laurie and this is question number two for you so since the turn of the century three Hearts players have scored hat tricks for the club in cup competitions can you cup name all three Hartley, Vilichka, and Makala. You've got two of them. Ooh. Oh, it what? was four players. Sorry. I was going to say, oh, they, right, right. say they, all three of them definitely. Those did. three are right. Those yeah. three are right. You've got a fourth player to get. Oh, there's a fourth player to get. Uh, in cup competitions, oh god, you know my confidence is gone after reeling those off very quickly. Um. Any time up, Scott. Got to be time Any up. cup competition. Any cup competition. Any cup competition. Um. Oh shit! It's someone recent, isn't it? Like last four or five years. Yeah. No clues. No, it's Scott. No clues. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like I know it. Good off the hurry. Time up. Time up. It's a league, it's a league <laughs> cup game, isn't it? It's a group stage game. Is it someone random? Did Uche get a hat trick? Uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to call time. That's his final that. answer. Who was it? Craig Whiten. Oh, oh Craig Whiten. Jeez. Uchi got two, didn't he? 
in a game. Yeah, Uche got a couple stage. of games. I didn't think he got a hat trick. <sighs> Craig Whiting. Nah, that's fine. I, I don't think I would have got that. That's fair. Okay, so after the first couple of questions each, that still remains 1 0 to Laurie. After you said three, I was like, I've got three. Oh, sorry, I can I think of three been... right away. Right in there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Confident. Uh, question number three for you, uh, Mark. Which yes. player missed a last minute penalty against us and a 0 0 draw in 2001 at Easter Road? Makes you Pat Lyman. Yep. Correct. Yeah, he was up against Stantine Yemi and Stuart Lovell um, told him um, that he would take it. And Mix was like, no, 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 no. I'm I'm going to try something funny to score. Is it in front of an empty stand? Because there was work going on. We, yeah. We, we commentated on that from above the, what do they call that? East Stand, Easter Road. Um, where, East before stand. it was... That's, Probably, probably pretty fair. <laughs> what do they call that East End? The East um, But did it not have a name? Like Celtic had the jungle. Did that not have a name where they had all the benches and, and whatever? Shit. Yeah, I don't I remember think that's having any sort of name. I think that's, that's what we commentated <laughs> from there. From, from the East End. From the East End, indeed. That was that's a tap-in. That was a tap-in. That's, that's one each. Uh, right, let's see if you find this one is easy then, Laurie. Uh, Question three for yourself. Who won the penalty that led to Stephen Presley scoring the winner at Easter Road in 2002? Ricardo Fuller. Yep, that's right. There's a tap-in. That's a tap-in. That's a tap-in. That was kind of a cutback. And maybe not a tap-in, but I mean, it was six yards out. There was one defender on the line. <laughs> Presley oh. wasn't he bad at penalties, was he? No, he was good. That he actually missed two. Ah, he was yeah. all right. And did, was it most of our defenders that Robbie scored a penalty? Very unlikely, that. Stephen Presley. Like before he right? started taking penalties, he would not have been the type of player you'd have thought he'll be our penalty taker. Can, could you? Can we remember? Can we remember what led to him taking penalties? Did what? Did our regular penalty taker, whoever that was, get hurt, or was he just like, "Fuck it, I'm the captain. I'm I'm leading by by example here." Well, he probably took, left. He probably Is took the eye, the man when Cameron left. I think that that would have been it. Wow, he was good. But yeah, when when Cameron left, I would have, you know, wouldn't have been my, no. wouldn't have been my first choice, you know, without knowing who could take penalties. But yeah, there you go. So that's uh, two one to Laurie after the first mm. three questions. So Mark, back to you. Question yes. four: Which ex Hearts player has an uncredited cameo in the Lord of the Rings meets Football Factory classic Green Street? Oh, what the. I don't know this. I don't think I know this. It's your question, Laurie. <laughs> 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 I'd, I've got no idea. Who is it? Steve Banks. Steve Banks? Oh, because wow. he's at Gillingham. He's at Gillingham. So he's at Gillingham. So West Ham are playing oh, Gillingham and taking is. footage for that game. So yeah, no, I, I would never have got that. But now you say it. Yeah, for, I think when I, when I saw the film... I think I remember spotting it, but I would never have, I absolutely would have never remembered that. Stevie Banks. So, still 2-1 to Laurie. Uh, your question for, which Hearts player was sent off on their debut for the club at Pataudry in 2001 in a 3-2 defeat? Oh, um, yeah. Who was sent off? Debut. Um... So, future defeat. Andy Todd scored in this game, didn't he? I don't know if he got sent off. Debut. Debut, debut, debut. Did he get sent off as well? I'm going to guess. I can't remember. Andy Todd. 
that so that was a different three two game which we won later on oh, in the season. We won that with three two, didn't we? Who said who got sent off in the two thousand and one? Graham Weir. Ah, so he did. So we did. Came on as a sub and got sent off five minutes yeah, later. No, I'm getting the two three twos. Um, so the three two one that we lost, a damn scored one of the goals. It was a bit of an untidy one, didn't he? Yeah, you just and... wasting time here. No, I've got it wrong. <laughs> I've got it wrong. I know, I know. So this is... Okay, sorry, no carry, carry on, carry on. Carry <laughs> right, so after four Thank questions you. each, it's 2-1 to Laurie. Tight, uh, right, Mark, number five yes. for you. Mm. How was cup legend Paku Jabi known when he initially signed for Hibs? So what was his nickname? The Gambian Roberto Carlos. Yep, spot on. That's you up to two. That was... Yeah. Don't give me that pish. Just answer Try your I get a mix. I didn't want it to be all That's too fine. easy or all too hard. Look at the last one you gave me. Lord, I didn't hear tapping. Oh, Steve Banks, that was a tapping. <laughs> I was more, when he started saying, when he, before he read it in, in full, he started talking about a, un, um, uh, a cameo in a Lord of the Rings. I was like, what? Former Hearts player? Anyway, what's my question? Uh, Laurie, question five for yourself. How many goals did we score in the run-up to the 2012 Scottish Cup final? How many goals in all the games, including the replays? Yes. Um, ten? Yep, spawn. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> what? You gotta give me at least a moment. I didn't take too long with it. Right, Laurie, that's you free to up there. Uh, question off. six. For you, Mark, which player famously broke Billy Brown's hand during a training session? I don't know. Who was it? Wanjo. Did he? Oh. I, you, this is quite educational. Oh. I didn't know that. I, I know. Yeah, I'm exactly. saying famously. It turns out maybe he wasn't that famous. Probably was at the time. I just don't remember it. <laughs> Did he? Hmm. What happened? It, yeah, it, was just, it was just a shooting exercise. No. Billy Brown got involved in quite, these are good questions Scott because these are a few of these things I didn't actually I didn't know that uh, so, he so, that's, ones. <laughs> so that's 3-2 still to yourself Laurie you've got your question 6 now Hearts secured a 3-1 win over Celtic at Parkhead in April 2007 can you name all three scorers Eva Skevichus Driver and Pospisil yep Too easy. bang on uh, I'm tempted to give you a bonus point because you actually didn't say number 28. Most people would just say number 28 instead of Eva's Kevichus. So. Uh, <laughs> Steve scored for them. Boost. Yeah, that's right. Here, here, here's a question for you two then. Here's a question okay. for you two. Which player did Eva Skevichus hand or get the number 28 jersey from? Julian Brilli. And which player had it afterwards? Oh After he was given After him. Uh, I've talked Your score resets if you get this wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Tell us. Who, who got it afterwards? I believe it was Audrius Kusinavichus. All right. Okay. I okay. might be wrong. You you might be wrong. This might yes. be untrue. but <laughs> It might be untrue. It might have been before. But hey, there you go. Okay, well, there you go. That may well be an interesting bit of trivia. It may not. <laughs> well, that's uh, it. 
still four two to yourself, Laurie, after the first six questions. So, Mark, this is question number seven for yourself. I'll go away, please, for two points. <laughs> Who ended our unbeaten league run in the 21-22 season? So not last season, but the season before. Who ended it? Yeah. I mean, that's a bit vague, because you could say that when Hearts lost <laughs> later on in the season... That, that was a that was a record as well. Um, Aberdeen was up there, I remember that because I was I did scarves around the funnel from Atlanta for the World Series. I'm going to go Aberdeen. You're right. Yes, and did Laurie not say in commentary we were utter pish that day? Yes, were we not bad. Yeah, we were probably good. probably the quote. Um, Audrey's keys and avenues uh, were number twenty nine. Correct, that's exactly what I said. Okay, that's why I'm not the quiz master. What's that, 4-3? Yes, yes, that's 4-3. Okay. Uh, Laurie, you're number seven. Who did Hart sign Cammy Devlin from? Oh, come on now. Time up. Uh, he went via, it was uh, Newcastle in the end, wasn't it? Newcastle Jets. Yeah, that's right. Because he went, I was about to say Wellington Phoenix, but he transferred there and didn't play for them, didn't he? That's right, yeah. Almost got me. That's easy. Almost. This is this is unfair. This is unfair. I know, that's a bit of a trick one. Because he was being... It's not a trick. Oh, I was trying to catch you with that one, to be fair. Uh, right, that's 5-3 to yourself, Laurie. Mark, is that three left? Is, is it 10 each? Uh, yeah, there's three each, aye. Yeah. Mark, this is question eight for yourself. Who does Scott McGill now play for? The young midfielder that we had. Yeah. Did he go to Airdrie? Um, Airdrie would be the... I don't know. Airdrie? No, nah, he did go there on loan, though, when he was asked. Ah, us. that's what's confused me. Laurie, do you know that one? I was I was going to say Airdrie, because that's what I last remember him being, to be fair. It's Rafe Rovers. Is he? Yeah. Hmm. On the bench most weeks, to be fair. Ah. He doesn't get much game time. Right, so still 5-3 to Laurie And Laurie, this is your Question 8 This to win it Where oh, did yeah. Joe Savage begin his playing career? Um, I can't remember And I'm just going to guess One of the teams I remember he played for And I can't remember if it was early or late East Stirlingshire Was it East Stirling but he began his career At Stenhousemuir? Okay, I uh, yeah, I wouldn't have. Um... Oh, in fact, actually, did oh, you're not going to point now? No, no, no. I know I've not got the point. Was it when was it? Remember his time that? local view. Was that around the time that we played them? No, I remember. I'm sure Jimmy said something about knowing Joe Savage. Remember, remember Jimmy was at. Um... He was at Stenny, was he not? He was at Stenny. Sure, there was maybe some kind of crossover there because he he was at Stenny's mere end of his career. Anyway, I got it wrong. I, uh, just Thanks for on. wasting 20 seconds of our time. <laughs> so still 5-3 to yourself, Laurie. We've got the last couple of questions just coming up. So, Mark, question nine. Who scored for us in our infamous 2-1 defeat to Brora Rangers in 2021? So you really want us to, to recap um, that <laughs> game. That's, that's fucking brilliant of you. That goal was scored. Scored by Better? 
Did it was it the equalizer? Yeah, it must yep. have been the equalizer. They scored yeah. early, didn't they? Oh, header he got. How, yeah. how, how long after Berra's equalizer was was their two, winner? Two minutes. It wasn't <laughs> long, was it? Yeah, I remember watching the stream of that one. God. Uh, so five four. Uh, so you've still got a fighting chance here, Laurie. Uh, Mark, I should say. Right, Laurie. Question nine. Neil McFarlane scored his only Hearts goal in a Scottish Cup tie against who? Park Thistle. Yep, spawn. So, 6-4. Uh, still got a question each. So this one's a name the player. So I'm going to give you the name of three clubs that this player played for before signing for Hearts, okay? Okay. So, Mark, your one is mm-hmm. Crew, Port Vale and Cambridge. Jeez. Who did we sign from Cambridge? We don't necessarily have signed them for Cambridge. That's just three clubs that they oh, played for before we okay. signed them. But we might have signed them. For Wait a minute. We, he didn't necessarily sign from Cambridge, so that could be in any order. So that could be in any order. Oh, come on. You can give me the order. So it's not necessarily from Cambridge. Who do we sign from Crew and Port Vale? I don't think we've signed anybody from Cambridge or from Port Vale. I think we've signed someone from Crew. Um, I should know this if it's who I'm thinking of. Um, I, I'm not going to waste your time. Uh, no, sounds like you're wasting this time. Lori, is it Igpiezu? Yep. And we did sign him for Cambridge. I wouldn't yeah. have got the. I wouldn't have got the crew of Port Vale. I couldn't remember that, but I, I knew we signed him from Cambridge, so it was the only it was the only <laughs> option I would have had. Have, have we signed anybody else from Cambridge? I thought there was some uh, not from Cambridge. Sorry, from Crew. I was pretty Maybe. convinced there was someone at X Crew that played for Hearts. I'm sure someone listening might be able to tell, but there'll be a way. Oh, of London Hearts, probably well, telling you if you go in that. Well, and like... truly gubbed. Uh, so six four, and this is your final question, Laurie. So again, name the player, uh, and I'll give you the three clubs. Again, it doesn't necessarily mean that we've signed them from either of these three clubs. Okay. So you have Derry City, Kilmarnock, and Wigan. Derry City, Kilmarnock, Wigan. Is it Billy King? No. Oh, he wasn't Derry, was it? Um, Right. I've got it wrong, but let me. I feel like I know this one. I'm accepting I won't get a point because I've given you the wrong answer. Derry Unless City, I get another Kilmarnock, shot. and who was the other one? Wigan. Derry City, Kilmarnock, and Wigan. I feel like I know this. Derry City, Kilmarnock, Wigan. Oh, we. Um, we signed but, a young Irish boy, did we not? From from Derry. Oh no, but it doesn't matter. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna drag it. What? Who's the answer? Connor Salmon. Ah, should have got that with. Should have got that with Wigan and Kilmarnock alone. Was it who's it? Billy King went randomly went to. He went to St Patrick's. Ah, oh, he went to St Pat's. I I didn't write for Billy. He didn't play for any of those teams. That's a terrible shout. Terrible. Right, first round to Laurie. What about Gauzer's questions? <laughs> <laughs> right, aye. So this was uh, so six four. Well done, Laurie. Uh, you won that six four. So I'll go through Ryan's ones, and you can just whoever's first to first what, to answer. This? Oh, I thought we would finished. No, no, no. no. This is, no, this this is, is just for a bit of fun. Is, no, it's, it's not. Just to take all. You got to remember, I've got a two and a half minute delay here, so. I was going to say we've already ran over. Now you're going to. Th- no, Whose show is it? Oh, it Scott's. Mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, turn up on time next time, then. So, first question: Who scored the most goals for Hearts, Jamie Walker or Rudy Scatchell? Jamie Walker. Yep. 
Question two was, which current English Premiership manager played for Bordeaux in her UEFA Cup tie in 2003? Pochettino. Yep. Yes, correct. How many goals has Paul Hartley scored in the Edinburgh Derby? Ten. Nope. Not as much as that. Um, Six. Nope. Sweet spots just in the middle of that. Eight. Eight. Yeah. As I say, don't just let us keep throwing out numbers. (laughs) 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 Uh, Question four. Against which club did Maurizio Pinilla make his final appearance for the club? Aberdeen. Pataudry. Oh, he played in that game. Uh, Who was it? It was Hibs the following season. Uh, game on I was really? Throw Hibs, I was going to yeah. throw Hibs out there for game a guess. Game was a sub but... Easter Road, one all game. Uh-huh. I think you had to throw my guess out there. No, <laughs> be quicker. <laughs> uh, right, question five was the one about the Scottish Cup squad, which he's which he's have already had. Uh, question six, which young forward made their Hearts debut in a 3-1 Festival Cup victory over Hibs in 2004? Callum Elliott. Bang on. Was it? <laughs> nice. Uh, question seven. Who scored Hart's first home premiership goal this season? Ooh. Home premiership goal. Yeah. That's terrible. I can't remember who we fucking played. Well, going by the process of elimination, Shankland? <laughs> nope. It was Utaro Oda. Oh, it was against... Oh, it, was up, it was up the away end, wasn't it? Aye. Who was it against? It's Aberdeen. Aberdeen. Yeah, deflected. Woeful. Did that score against yeah. Motherwell or, or Kelly? Yeah. I couldn't even remember who the first one game was there. <laughs> I, <don't know> <laughs> was. I remember St. Uh, Johnson the first game, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to keep this word in, even although it was meant for Gowser. Question eight was, which fellow Aussie made his debut in a Scottish Cup tie at Pataudry in 2010? Rocky Visconti. Hang on. Mm-hmm. Uh, question nine. What percentage of goals scored by David Aschesnowskis for Hearts came in the Scottish Cup? 75%. Oh. 50. 80. 80? Scored five oh. times for Hearts. I knew most of them were in the Scottish, Scottish Cup. Cup. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and question ten. Again, this was another name the player. So this is three clubs that this player was mm-hmm. at prior to playing for Hearts. Mets... Union Stephane Berlin. Adam. Adam. No. Nope. <laughs> Mets, Union Berlin, and Galatasaray. Remember, it's players feel like more this year. <laughs> okay. I, was, it, Mets. I just. Everyone, everyone says Mets. <laughs> We'd even listen to the second. Galatasaray? Speech. Someone that's played for us played for Galatasaray? Yeah. Um, what about Cholis? No. Nope. Nope, that's, that's a good show. Vincent Garan. Nope. Stefan Mahi. Uh, who? Stefan Pai. <laughs> no. Jules Rousset. Just this, this what? century. <laughs> Marx is going to keep oh, listing hearts. I'm not even, I can't even think of anyone. Did you put us out of our misery? Uh, Ishmael Buzid. He played for Galatasaray. Galatasaray? Yeah. Was he under Brooks or did he actually play? No, he actually played, played uh, maybe about 10, really? 15 games for them. <laughs> It's a good one. I would, I would definitely not. It's have. a good question. We would, we would, Mark and I would have been enlisting players into the hundreds, but Mark, God. thank you for that doing good. that. I was good. God knows how Ryan would have gone with him. He would have never got that. He would have got Rocky Visconti, and that's about it. That's yeah. It's the only thing he would have got. Is it Dylan McGowan? <laughs> no, Ryan. It's Rocky. Was Visconti. it? Was it me? <laughs> <laughs> Can't complain about us taking the piss with shitty Aussie accents if he's 
Yeah. If he's not, if right. he's not shown. Let's move on. Thank you for that, Scott. It was good. Right, you're listening to Scarves Around the Funnel, sponsored by Forrest Hepburn and McDonald Signs, who have been offering creative sign and print solutions since the 1950s. Okay, we've, we've not got much time left, so we'll very briefly preview Hearts' next game. We'll do a prediction, all that nonsense, because we've got competitive action back. Uh, the Spartans against Heart of Midlothian. That's a good fixture, isn't it? The Spartans against Heart of Midlothian. Sounds like it should be played in the... I suppose it's being played in the Pilton Coliseum. Yes. Um... I'm sure that it feels just as dicey as ancient Rome sometimes did and cross that. Trust me, I used to live not far from there. Area of the city. So, um, yeah, Spartans against Hearts, Scottish Cup, um, Ainsley Park, looking forward to this one. First game back. How are we feeling about this one, guys? Is it going to be a walk in the the AstroTurf? A walk in the Ainsley Park. Yeah, we've, we've already heard about Broda, we don't want to have any anything. They're doing like all right that. of late. They're doing okay, aren't they? Um, yeah, so Spartans are third, I think, at the moment yeah. in League Two. So they lost to Stennis Muir last time out, but basically everyone loses to Stennis Muir just now in that division. But prior to that, I think they won five in a row. Yeah, I've not seen um, I've not seen any articles yet. I'm sure they'll be coming about players that play for Spartans, a bit like Bucky Thistle players that are Celtic fans. I'm sure there's a few um, Spartans players that support Hearts. So, yeah, they'll be trying even harder. I don't think it'll be easy. That's why I would go with a, a pretty strong lineup. I think Hearts will win by a couple of goals. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm fairly confident. How about you, Scott? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident. I think one of the things that we've worked on pretty well the last couple of months is our, is our set plays uh, in an attacking sense. And I think that, that may become quite crucial to us at the weekend because... It's not going to be a great pitch. It's not going to be a pitch that's going to be <laughs> overly conducive to a, a good game of football. So, you know, it might become a case of sort of just you know, getting some set plays in their half and try to make the most out of that with the likes of Kent and Halkett and the team. So I'm quite confident that we'll eventually come out maybe two or three nil winners, but it, it, the first goal might not come too early. We might have to work hard for it because I, I'd imagine they'll be well set up and well drilled and they'll they'll know what to expect of us. So first fifteen, twenty minutes, you know, there might not be a lot in it and then we might just sort of get that that sort of breakthrough hopefully at some stage. So what are, what are we fancying then? Let's put our necks on the line, see what we can do with that actual score line and one of the hearts goal scorers. What do we think Mark? 2 0 order. 2-0 Oda. How about you, Scott? 3-0 Halkett. 3-0 Halkett, 2-0 Oda. Um, okay. I, I liked... Uh, 3-0 was kind of what I was fancying, but I'll go with a different scorer. So I'll go 3-0, and I will put down goal scorer as... Mm, I want to put... Craig Gordon. Put Craig Gordon. <laughs> That would be a tremendous way to come back. Ah, mm. uh, God, who else do we have? It's hard to remember who else can score goals for us because players rarely do. Um, well, no one said Shankland. I know, but it's just sometimes I just for this game I really feel like I, I don't want to go down that that route. Um, with oh, Denham. Hmm. I'm trying. Who? Who? I never use Ben as long. You know what? Let's go. 
let's go with God, I'm making this painful, aren't I? Yes. Um, I was waiting for Mark to give me a timer. I'm predicting. Um, let's go Limbakisa. Who cares? Let's just go Limbakisa. Scoring his debut. Well, did Ofaya not score in a League Cup tie on his debut? Yeah. Yeah. So that's okay. There we go. We'll see what happens. Um. So, uh, hopefully, it'll be a return to winning ways for Hearts in that one in the Scottish Cup. Short journey for the early kickoff. It is a twelve fifteen start. If anyone's listening and hadn't remembered that live on the BBC so an early start with that one and yeah hopefully through to the, the next round and in the hat that would be the main thing um, thank you for tuning in everyone thank you to Scott for a very good quiz um, uh, I'm not going to say thank you to Ryan McGowan because he didn't turn up as usual um, next week you'll be here next week maybe as long as he doesn't who listen they, to this who, one who have they got in the cup by the way um, I don't care they'll be put out before too long won't they well, he'll not be on if they lose. Is it one of these banana skins? Why is that wrong? Because they're always losing. No, they didn't lose at the weekend. Um, uh, Airdrionians. They're away, away? to uh, <laughs> Jimmy Sanderson FC. Oh, I tell you what, you want a seat way up high in the stand in that game if you can get it because you'll have a sore neck if you're close by the pitch. Airdrie plays some good football. What What do Airdrie call their east stand? The... Um, <laughs> Le, le stand de West US. Right. Right, right. It's time for us to piss off. We're not going to talk about the Excelsior Stadium. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll be back next week.